Hi, everybody. I'm Deacon Dave, and welcome to Day 14 of Grace and Suffering. As always, I'm joined by AJ and layperson Lisa. We are continuing on, AJ and Lisa, with uh, emotions and suffering. And I'm a little frightened to say that today's episode is about fear. It is about fear. Yes. Um, Not to make light of it. No. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to start off by saying I, I think fear has a legitimate purpose in our lives. Um, being fearful can keep us from entering into something dangerous that perhaps we should not enter into. Mm -hmm. um, however, um, there's a fear that can um, be paralyzing and it could cause uh, more problems and even more pain. I know for Jeff and I, um, <laughs> the letters ALS to a lot of people instill fear from the get-go. Um, and understandably so, because for Jeff, he he told me he didn't fear dying, but he did fear the process under which that would occur, mm -hmm. um, that it having um, been, uh, you know, through ALS. I will say, though, that um, I told him, I don't know if he agreed with this, that a greater fear for me would have been had something happened to him suddenly um, on his job. Um, I have a good friend whose husband was in an accident, left him a quadriplegic, so mm -hmm. he went from you know, a normal life that he was used to, to totally not being able to move all at once, whereas Jeff's was gradual and it gave us a little more time to adjust to it. Um, we also had a, a tenant in our um, rental house, 30-some-year-old guy who was expecting his first baby and just um, died suddenly of an aneurysm. And I told Jeff, I said, as fearful as I was of ALS, at least it gave us the opportunity to kind of process a little bit more and me the opportunity to even grasp my brain around um, the fact that he probably was going to pass away before I did um, and that I'd be living without him. So there's so many aspects of fear, I think, that um, can be involved. And sometimes we fear things that haven't happened yet, too. Um, mm -hmm. Fear of the future. Yes, exactly. Sure. <clears throat> So I don't know your thoughts on um, fear and things that you fear and how fear enters into um, your suffering. I think, number one, I thought of uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit, fear of the Lord, right, which is this healthy respect um, for the Lord and, and what he is calling us to and who he is. On the other side of that, like you said, is this fear that is completely paralyzing. Now, the Lord does not want us to be um, so fearful that we are paralyzed in being able to even enter in deeper to the suffering, entering deeper into relationship with God. And I can tell you that uh, fear for me when I was diagnosed with cancer was more for my family than it was for myself. That I was actually more worried about, okay, well, how are they going to respond? How are they going to deal with it? And I don't think this is uncommon with a lot of people that, that suffer their fear is more for the potential of the people that they're going to leave behind and how they're going to be sustained upon, you know, the person who is suffering leaving. Lisa, any thoughts from you on this one? Well, when you're talking about paralyzing fear, that's when we need to invite God in so that we can work through the fear and we can not allow it. I mean, it's okay to have fear, but as long as we invite God into it so that we can continue forward and not let it paralyze us. And then my other thought was how love is the opposite of fear. So I think that's kind of a call when we're feeling fearful um, about suffering, that that's like a call from God to allow the love to come in so that he could enter into the suffering. Yeah, two quick uh, catchphrases. Love cast out all fear, mm -hmm. and there is no fear mm -hmm. in God. Mm -hmm. But I do think fear is also, Lisa, an invitation 
okay for us to recognize that we're not in control mm -hmm. and that we need to lean in, as you suggest, to Jesus more deeply um, to help us quell this fear um, and to move into surrender and solitude. Right. And I love the way you said that because, I, you know, when you think of a definition of a hero, it's not someone who never has fear necessarily. It's someone who has fear but still acts courageously. Mm. Um, and I, I, I love, I, I read a book uh, years ago. Um, it wasn't Christian-based, but it had a great title, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. <laughs> and right. I think that is what God is calling us to do. He, he knows that we feel fear. Jesus felt fear, right? Um, so we're supposed to feel it and work through it and, like you said, call him into that fear um, well, and rely AJ, on him. I have a question for you. Um, how did you and Jeff kind of, where did the courage come from? I, we, we could say, well, it came from Jesus, but were there some more practical ways that courage was developed um, inside of this whole um, experience? Well, it's interesting because, um, you know, we talk about where he and I might have had fear. My fear was definitely of the future, um, and I meant a future without him. He actually looked forward to the future because he knew where he was going or <laughs> believed um, that he would get there, and I think he got there quickly. Um, so for me, when I was helping Jeff, I just focused on the moment. Um, and while I think that's what God wants us to do, he wants us to live in the moment and not be thinking about the future so much, um, I was using avoidance in terms of you know getting rid of my fear um, at the moment. And now that Jeff has passed away, my fear is greater, um, and I just have to remind myself continually to live in the moment and to know that God, God provided for us while Jeff was sick, so I know he's going to provide for me you know, now that I'm on my own, and I just have to keep telling myself that. And obviously surrounding yourself with other people who have the similar beliefs that can um, kind of reinforce what we in our head might know but don't always feel. Can you can you clarify or accentuate exactly what the current fear is? Is it having to take care of yourself or what is it exactly? Okay. Well, that could take a long time. Um, well, so you have two minutes. No, I'm just <laughs> so, it, so fear of not having a purpose, not having a, um, a, a reason to get up in the morning, which is not true. I mean, I, I, you know, I have gotten involved in things and I do know that there are people who still rely on me, but I'm now, you know, without a spouse and I have no kids. So there's a very real fear of when I get older and, right. or if I get sick, who's going to take care of me. Um, but again, after seeing how the community embraced Jeff and I, um, it may not look the same in terms of having a spouse that, that knows me so well that um, you can get angry with because you know they're not going to run away. Um, it might not look the same, but I do, in my heart, I, I think I know that, that God's going to make sure I'm taken care of. And so I tell myself um, to recognize that fear. And granted, there are practical things I can do to help plan, you know, for my future, whether it's, you know, financially or, you know, a place that's safer for me to live kind of thing. And I think I have a responsibility to do that. But ultimately, it's in God's hands and I need to trust in him. Yes, yeah, so there's a real fear of loneliness that you're you're saying, and 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 not having one to take care of you, which kind of ties two of the three things we've talked about right. so far. But I think uh, Lisa and AJ, and the the devil wants us to worry, mm. right? And I think mm -hmm. you made a really good point. We do need to stay in the present because that is where God is. The devil wants us to worry about what's happened in the past and how we could have done things differently. And he also wants us to worry about the future mm -hmm. and how things are going to turn out. Because if we're doing those two things, we're not focused Oops. on God. And that's exactly where 
fear, leads to worry, leads to anxiety, and then it just snowballs from there. Any, any other things that we've left? I'll, I'll cut it out. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> No, I think it's just, uh, you, you asked a good question of me, how, do, how, do, how did and how do I handle the fear? Um, and if I'm being honest, it's every day figuring out how I'm going to handle that and how I'm going to deal with it. So again, relying back on my, um, my good example of Jesus and St. Pope John Paul is just constantly staying in prayer and knowing that I'm not alone. Um, and actually, sometimes I physically reach out as if I'm going to take Jesus's hand so that I can kind of reduce that that level of loneliness um, and fear that I might sometimes feel. So just challenging people to think about what is it that you can do that helps to calm your fears so it doesn't paralyze you or turn into um, unmanageable anxiety. Beautiful. So do you want to close this in prayer, AJ? I can do that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear God, may today there be peace within all of us. May we take our fears and place them at the foot of the cross and trust totally in you, God. Know that Jesus is with us. Know that he's experienced everything that we're feeling. Know that it's natural and normal. Know that we'll struggle with it every day. But also help us to know that you will be with us. You will calm our fears if we let you. And you will be with us until the day that we're reunited with you and that we can fully understand the purpose of all that we've endured in this life. In your name we give thanks and praise. Amen. Amen. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. See you tomorrow for day 15. Bye.